In the wake of an $11 million shortfall, Western Kentucky University has been forced to cut jobs. We're going to be discussing how these cuts have affected WKU's local satellite campus and what it means for the overall higher education of students who depend on what's known as WKUO. Stay with us. This is Inquirer. From the Messenger Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me is County Government Reporter Jacob Dick. And although Jacob normally covers all things county-related, he is more than familiar with the financial troubles WKU has found itself in. Uh, he used to be a staff writer for WKU's College Heights Herald, which is the campus newspaper, and he wrote the latest story for the MI about how WKU acquired this $11 million shortfall. And to be even more transparent, both of us are WKU alums, and so we never like these kinds of headlines with our alma mater, but we're journalists first, Jacob. So uh, let's start with how WKU acquired this $11 million shortfall. Well, um, I think to keep this as as brief as possible, because I think um, we could probably go uh, on this all day about um, decisions that universities make or, or, you know, how... Uh, tuition money is spent, but I think um, this these reasons could be broke, broken down to two main issues. And uh, so, if you if you are going to school or you have a kid in school right now, you've probably uh, been aware of some of the issues around higher education funding in the state. Um, so it's probably not a surprise that most of um, the issues that WKU and all other um, universities across the state have been having have been due to Governor Matt Bevin's um, calls for cuts in state appropriations. And uh, actually, the same day that WKU announced cuts, um, Northern Kentucky University announced uh, they would be cutting 100 jobs. And um, Eastern Kentucky University's board is actually in some hot water right now because they met for five hours behind closed doors probably talking about that. Um, so it's not just WKU to uh, get that across. But uh, along with with those cuts, which caused WKU to have a a $6 million uh, shortfall last year, um, the way that they've been looking at how their budget is built each year, I think, has probably attributed to that a lot. Um, So what what I and other reporters found at WKU back um, when I was writing for the College Heights Herald is that uh, each year they they would build their budget expecting either the same enrollment or sometimes even increased enrollment. Um, between year uh, each academic year, and uh, actually their enrollment had been going down significantly since 2012, um, and even right now in 2017 they said that they had about 21,000 um, students. Uh, probably about 2,000 of those are uh, bolstered from from uh, high school dual credit students that are paying maybe 50 to 100 dollars a credit hour. So uh, that's that's really been hurting their bottom line. And uh, I believe President Tim Caboni tried to highlight that in his statement Monday when he said these cuts represent the that the university is smaller than it was about 10 years ago. And one of the reasons why we're focused more on WKU is because, you know, WKU has WKUO, a, a satellite campus that a lot of money has been invested in and that was built actually right across the street uh, from our community college here. And so... Uh, the investment and, and and what has been done there uh, by WKU and by the state to be able uh, to create this local campus. And so um, and so we're concerned about how this is going to affect us locally, of course. So um, 
So Jacob, you know, give us some background about WKUO and the significance it has locally. Well, um, obviously, I wasn't uh, here nor nor alive to verify this, but according to WKU's website, um, the university's offered at least some kind of education in Owensboro since 1969, um, which I was surprised by. But the the iteration that we probably recognize um, happened in in 2009 with the construction of their first building on campus. It was about uh, six million dollars, and it was um, uh, partially backed by the county, those uh, bonds that they used to, to buy that building and construct it. And uh, WKU Owensboro has had its own kind of regional leadership since about um, 2008 when Gene Tice was made. At, at the time, I think they were calling it director of the regional campus, but eventually they've called them regional chancellors as uh, WKU is, has tried to brand themselves as having um, unique and uh, community-enriching campuses across the state. Yeah, I mean, I remember taking a summer class way before uh, Western had built this WKUO campus, and it's in a it's it was in a building that is no longer uh, there. It was actually right next door to to what is Owensboro High School now, and that building was demolished, and and now it's like a parking lot for the for the high school. And so, uh, so you're right, WKU has has had a presence here for for a very long time. Um, but they just made that uh, big investment uh, to try to increase their presence. Um, so how many total positions you know, were cut uh, by the university, uh, and how many of them were from WKUO? Well, altogether, we're talking about um, 120 positions because uh, journalists like even numbers. If you want to get specific, it's 119 uh, full-time positions. Some were vacant, some were filled and one part-time position in the president's office. So how are these cuts going to affect uh, WKUO, and will we see any loss of degree programs or any noticeable changes other than fewer administrators walking around? Well, I think um, that last part that you mentioned about administrators was probably the new detail that we got from this latest update. Originally, um, WKU had confirmed that uh, its chancellors, um, Gene Tice, had retired. Some of its its uh, chancellors were retiring if they were able. And uh, it said that regional campuses would be losing um, their top administration and they would be uh, managed by a university department. That department's called Division of Extended Learning and Outreach, or DLO. Um, it's a very academia kind of title uh, with, with several words in it. But... Uh, what we found out is not only are chancellors and the marketing departments leaving, but uh, with seven of Owensboro's 11's employees eliminated, um, all three campuses will share one IT professional that will try uh, to help staff and students remotely if possible. And um, also the campus will not have a dedicated academic advisor or academic coordinator, which probably means DLO will be in charge of making sure the right classes are offered at the right time to make sure uh, students stay on track. And uh, now the the university can't cut a program that a student is enrolled in until either they graduate or withdraw as a part of their uh, accreditation requirements. But that student will be probably consulting with someone they've never met in person or uh, scheduling on their own, but uh, as someone that went to the Bowling Green campus, that's not that different than main campus. So we uh, schedule a lot online. So, so, so we, I don't know. Would you describe these satellite campuses as kind of like franchising? And and 
and maybe you know WKU overextended itself a little bit. Is that seems like what's going on here? Um, well, I think in a lot of ways the regional campuses were a part of uh, former president Gary Ransdell's idea or vision for WKU. For for a long time, his plan was to make WKU uh, a part of a trinity with U of L and and UK as being like these premier. Uh, universities, and I think he saw the regional campuses as, as kind of being like um, like University of Tennessee's campuses in, in Knoxville and, and elsewhere. They were, you know, supposed to be as good as WKU, but also a unique brand for whatever community they were in. And um, I think as uh, as his time is over and, and as the entire landscape of higher education in Kentucky has changed, um, probably that plan is having to change as well. Now, you, you mentioned this um, division of extended learning and outreach. Can you give a, a little bit more detail and explain what that is exactly? Um, right. So DLO was uh, basically created around 15 years ago or so, probably longer, as an outreach arm of WKU's academic affairs branch. And um so at the time, I guess they were mostly in charge of using the resources that academic affairs um, had to, to provide to, to different students that they weren't already attracting, um, and, and they were kind of a, a marketing niche, uh, if you will. But now it manages all of WKU's online programs as well as lifelong learner courses and um, things like that that they offer to people that might not be traditional four-year students. And if you've gone to WKU's main campus there in Bowling Green, um, you'll notice, and we talked about this a little bit, Jacob, all of the construction projects that have gone on there or are still underway. Um, can you give any kind of insight on all these capital projects and how they may have affected this uh, shortfall? Well, that's, um, that came up a lot whenever I was a student and as a reporter there. And um, there was actually a story that was written by um, someone that I worked with, and uh, shout out to Monica Cass at the College Heights Herald uh, right now. Um, she wrote a story kind of relating those things. And I guess the the bottom line is, on paper, you couldn't say necessarily that the capital projects that um, President Ransdell administration invested in um, had has damaged WKU's bottom line, but there is opportunity costs there. So the, the things that they were focusing on at the time in terms of building also required uh, attracting a lot of students to campus. And those plans that they had to increase enrollment probably weren't the best for the long run scenario. Yeah, whenever I was attending college there, uh, there was zero construction going on. And and to, and, and to be fair, I mean, a lot of those buildings were outdated, and uh, in, some, in some ways you almost felt like you were stuck in a time warp, like 1975 uh, in, in some cases. So I understand that, that there was some updating that was needed, but if you go there now, uh, it, it has totally, the landscape has totally changed uh, within the last 20 years. It's, it's quite amazing, really, that all the construction that has gone on there. But the, but like you said, they're not the only college guilty of, of that. I mean, you have UK and Louisville, well, they've spent millions of dollars um, you know, investing in various capital projects. So for us locally, Jacob, uh, has WKU indicated what this change means to the future of its satellite campuses? Well, uh, when I talked to WKU spokesperson Bob Skipper 
uh, he assured me that students um, shouldn't notice any changes except maybe a, a focus on more hybrid classes that use uh, technology and, and coursework. You'll spend kind of split time between in-person classes and doing homework online, which uh, was very much a part of, of my entire college experience, even being on uh, the main campus. So, you know, that's that's probably not that much of a surprise. But I, I will say it's it's hard to say at this point whether um, that is true or not. I don't think it's clear uh, what a student can expect at a campus that's controlled by a remote office. Um, but DLO's director, Beth uh, Laves, said uh, that she will be planning visits to each regional campus soon. So I think we'll see then. Yeah, all right. So I appreciate Jacob for joining me. And as we wrap up our show for this week, I want to thank MI reporter Jacob Dick for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. And remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I am Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire. <laughs>